In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attention of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locastudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locastudy.com and download your free copy today. Hey, everybody. What is up? Jeff Zim for the host of Mortgage Marketing Live. Welcome back to this week's show where we're bringing you the truth in what's really working with mortgage marketing every week. And we're doing it again this week with a very special guest who you're going to hear from in just a moment talking about how to be confident on camera. But before we do, let's give a moment for those joining the live to come on in. Yeah, yeah. There we are. There's our intro. Welcome if you're listening live or on the replay or even on the audio. I am so glad you're here. If you haven't yet checked it out, the new book is live. Disrupt or Die, How to Survive and Thrive, The Digital Real Estate Shift. Hey, you got some options. You want to get the book for free? I'll pay for your shipping. You can go to disruptordiebook.com or get it on Amazon. If you like the book, if you're reading it, would love a review also. And that's how you can get the book. So go check that out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring on a guest who I've been following for some time, respected for ever since I've been following her because she's really blazing a trail in the industry and making an impact. Please join me in welcoming Megan Anderson. <laughs> yes, I always love it when the audience supports my guests. <laughs> <laughs> I love that warm intro. Happy to be here. Awesome. Grant Young says, hello, hello. Excited to be listening. Grant, virtual shout out to you. Here's what I do for all my virtual listeners. Where's my book? It's like not even in arm's reach. Grant, you are the first one to comment, so you get a free book. Congratulations. Mm. You are the winner. Yeah. You know what to do, Grant. DM me your mailing address, and I'm going to give you a copy of the free book, <laughs> Disrupt or Die. See, that's how we start here, giving stuff away, right? Love all right. It. All right, Megan Anderson you trailblazer you. Um, for those who may not know who you are, you're the VP of marketing for MBS Highway. I didn't want to steal your thunder there, but why don't you give us your quick backgrounder? Yeah. So I've been in the mortgage space now for about four going on five years. I honestly feel like I've been part of this space ever since I could remember. My dad was in construction. He was a builder. My mom works at a bank as well. She's an originator and it's crazy how we all just kind of end up, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And and what's really, uh, have, have, you know, for me anyways, as I've been watching you kind of, um, grow, if, if I can dare say, grow or expand your influence and awareness in the industry is, um, it seems to be you've taken hold of this topic, which I don't want to talk about today, was how to, is how to be confident on camera. Is that safe to say? Is that kind of, do you own that? Yes. My favorite thing in the world and my passion and my purpose is solely just to help people feel more confident and comfortable really in this realm and just promoting themselves and their business through social media and social realms. 
Mm, awesome. So we're going to talk about how to be confident on camera. And people, if you're watching, put your questions in now, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. I don't know where you're at, but just put your questions in because Megan has done a lot of training for loan officers on how to become confident on camera. Caitlin Shive, I got to give a quick shout out to you. One of my super fans out there. She loves the book. Can't put it down. Can't tell you how much that means to me. So thank you for that. All right. Um, Let's let's start with I, I was you know evaluating where do I enter this conversation. Let me put it this way, and you tell me if you hear this as well. The biggest objections I hear from originators on why they don't do more video is first and foremost, uh, I don't like how I finish the sentence. Yeah, I don't like how I look. I don't like how I look on camera. Okay, what? How do you respond to that? Well, at the end of the day you're doing this to promote your brand, build your business, get more clients through the door. And at the end of the day, all your clients know what you look like and they're going to know what you look like. <laughs> at some it. point, right? <laughs> at some point, we can't let that little judgmental voice come in and keep us from taking action when it comes to anything in life. But that mm. tends to be the number one, dare I say it, excuse on why people are not doing videos. Do you think it's legit though? Let's pause for a second. By the way, I see your questions coming in. We'll get to them, Caitlin and Grant. Thanks for putting the questions in. Grant, you already want a book, so I don't know what you want next, but thanks for the question. Um, <laughs> do you think it's legit though? Because look, you and I are on camera. Um, I, I, do you think camera changes how you look a little bit though? Or is it just much more pronounced? I think that we, whether it's photo or video, I think we just come in and judge ourselves. Now, mm. angles have a lot to do with it. Mm. You know, before I got in the mortgage space, I did a lot of modeling. I did bodybuilding shows. And I'm telling you, 90% of how I would look was based off of angles. So mm. what that leads us in to realizing that one way to feel more comfortable on video is to make sure that you have angles that flatter your face. So mm. I like to lift the camera up so we get this nice kind of lean look in my face. You can't see, you know, the double chin that everything <laughs> have going on here. Make sure that people can't see up your nostrils. That's yes. you feel right. better. So it's these little tips and tricks and light. Utilize light so that it makes your face glow and you look nice. There's just mm. little tips and tricks that you can kind of take notice of. And posture has a big thing to do with it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were if I was to sit here like this and tell you guys, hey, you need to be doing video, you'd right. be like, who's this girl? She does not look confident at all. But the second you kind of sit up straight, roll your shoulders back, and have all these little things in place, that can really make a difference with how you feel like you appear on camera. Right on, right on. You're so right there. Angles and lighting are important um, because all of us have that kind of non-flatter. I used to think it was a joke like when we would take my, my photos or my wife and I would take photos with the fam or whatever. And she's like, you know, no, 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 no. Over here, get my good side. And I was just like, what? What are you talking about? But there is a good side, huh? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> there, there are good sides. There are good angles. You just have to find them. All right. So speaking of angles, here we go. Grant Young, he's he's hot on the buttons here today. Congratulations. Uh, he's asking, how do I learn good angles? It's all about practicing. You have mm. to 
start practicing in order to perfect it. But I would just say in general, make sure that you lift your camera up and listen, it's not always pretty. I'm traveling all the time. You know what I've been using this week because I've been in the office in New Jersey. I've been using a big Starbucks cardboard box right. to prop my computer up on. And I've seen people get creative with this from books to whatever the case may be. But just by propping that up a little bit, you're going to have a longer, leaner face and appearance. Yeah, so that's that's the best practice as well is is have the camera at pretty much you know head level, eye level, whatever. Don't be looking up, don't be looking down. I mean, I, we're we're trying to to do that right here. If you're watching on the video here, that's what we try and do. If you, you can't see behind me, the webcam is actually up higher, and I'm I'm actually as you're saying this, I'm like, oh, I need to sit up straight and this and that. <laughs> But it is a process. It's not like it comes instantly out of the box and you're and you're rocking, right? You learn and you evolve. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Grant's also asking. Grant is just a winner today, man. Caitlin, I see your question. We'll get to it. Um, how should I start or open a video? What's your recommendation? Ooh, on that? I love Ooh. this question. Yeah. So I would start it with what I call a hook, and you've probably heard this before. It's really when you think about who am I creating this video for? So maybe it's for a first time home buyer, whatever the case may be. I want you to think about those questions that you get asked repetitively. What mm -hmm. is the pain point that they often experience? What's an emotion? Just think about everything that they're going through and start the video by relating to them because yep. then what you're going to do is you're going to go into providing a solution to whatever that pain point or question might be but we people have short attention spans as we know and we yeah. have to hook them into why they should watch the video or they're just going to keep scrolling to the next one 100 um and that is of course also one of the secrets if you will of people that are successful on youtube is if you watch the the, the players on youtube it always opens up with a hook to your point megan which is tell them what you, it's the old sales thing right tell them what you're going to tell them right <laughs> ahead of time so yeah why should i watch and listen to this video uh, mark i see your question there um or statement or comment about using reams of paper i don't know what that means um except maybe that's how you're setting up your camera or something possibly um whatever works yeah whatever works so you said amazon box you can't see it here i've got a box down here as well that's what i use on the laptop if i'm using the laptop camera um yeah. okay stuff keep the good questions coming in um Caitlin, she's one of our advanced students. Do you do much editing? And I'm just curious if you have any editing software platform recommendations and recording tools. Two-part question. Two-part question. <laughs> um, well, we have a team that edits a lot of, you know, more of the content that we're going to go ahead and post. Yeah. But I do use things to edit videos. I'm slightly proficient in iMovie. I'm mm -hmm. also a big supporter of the simple fact that you can make videos with any tools that you have. Right. Now, yes, I would obviously recommend that people do a little bit of editing. Listen, I know we don't have a lot of time. Right. You're busy, you're writing refis, you're doing loans, you're selling homes, but it doesn't take too long to at least crop a video down to where there's not that awkward intro and that awkward outro where you're either starting the camera or shutting the camera off. So I think that there's a few moves that you can go ahead and do to ultimately increase the quality of that video. And obviously, the more you edit it and the more kind of equipment that you have to create a higher definition, higher quality video will be better. But I'm a firm believer that you do not need anything other than your cell phone to get out there and start doing videos that people will engage with and listen to. 
Hundred percent. And um, what I can do is, uh, I'll, in the show notes, I'll put links to some video editing tools like We Video, uh, iMovies, obviously one for Microsoft. Uh, Videolicious is another good one on on your phone app. So we'll put the link in the show notes because it is a little bit more of an involved uh, conversation. Wow, uh, the cut, the questions are pouring in now. Megan, our most popular guest on the live show. Woo! I gotta love it. Um, Dennis is asking if you're using backdrops like that behind you. He's thinking that might be a green screen. This is not a green screen. I don't mind green screens if they look good. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the time green screens can actually lower the quality of your video depending yeah. upon how good it is. Yep. Um, but I would say that try not to do it. I mean, you don't have to go out and get any special equipment, but try not to be in like a plain white background wall. I've done that before. People told me I look like I'm in a jail cell. <laughs> Just find a place that looks homey. You don't have to have a green screen. If you're doing a video at your home, make sure that you clean up behind you because that's really going to lower the quality of your video as well. And people are going to be like, is yeah. that a banana peel on the floor versus actually listening to your message? Right. So you don't need a green screen. If you do want a green screen, great. Just make sure it's high quality. I see people all the time having these kind of like shower curtain backdrops as well. Like I know Steve Sims uses that. Um, there's another girl that I'm thinking of that uses it as well. She has just kind of a fabric backdrop. Mm -hmm. And those are great, but I also recommend on those that you make sure the bottom is attached to the floor because I've seen where air comes on and it looks like you're in like an LSD experience. <laughs> Not that we would know what that is like, but <laughs> yes, one can only assume. All right, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, so Dennis is saying he doesn't like green screens either, actual backdrop. Look, I agree with with Megan. Um, I think green screens can be problematic, especially if you don't have the right clothing on. And then you see that separation and you get the, the pixelating and all that kind of jazz. So you just need a good, decent backdrop. Um, and, and that's a whole process in and of itself. You can see here, I always joke with people behind me, this has been a work in progress. I had the white wall prison cells until I got this whole thing set up. And now I joke with people that the hardest part of this backdrop was the bricklayers that had to come in like and redo the whole, okay, no, they didn't. That's a, that's a joke, okay? So no, it's clearly wallpaper, that's it, right? Um, with a little blue light, which helps accent it. I just happen to love the signs because I think that speaks the truth. And so you make it yours. Like if you're gonna have this, by the way, see, not to take away from your thunder, let me ask, let me pose you this question. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of consistency with video, what do you recommend how should people set up their home environment or office environment so it's easier? How do they be more consistent? So I like to have a specific place where I film all my videos and I use ring lights. I yeah. have a whole setup, so I'll have light in front of my face, light on the side, and like you have a little bit of light in the background so it really creates this in-depth experience when I'm filming video. Right. And I find that that is really helpful when it comes to being consistent with video because you don't have to get in and set up the whole process in order to start filming. Yes. You just get the ideas and then you have the place. 100%. If everybody who's watching or listening right now, if, if that is probably one of the best pieces of advice that uh, I've ever heard, which is have a dedicated place that you don't have to set up and break down every time. That gets tiring. Whew. Crazy tiring. Uh, 
Hey, let's make a pivot real quick for a second, if you don't mind, uh, Megan. For those of you who aren't aware, Megan is also a host of a highly acclaimed podcast, Behind the Breakthrough, which I had the good fortune of being a guest on. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that in, in terms of what do you... It's it's a it's not your normal quote mortgage slash real estate podcast. What are you trying to do with that podcast? Yeah. So of the podcasts out there in the mortgage and real estate realm, what I found is that most of them are about tactics, you know, mm. this and increase your business exponentially by this. But one thing that I've always been fascinated with are people's stories. Mm. How did they reach that level of success? What did they have to go through? What pain, what lessons, what hardship? And that's really what I wanted to bring into this. And so that's what Behind the Breakthrough is all about. It's about those stories, those pain, lessons, hardships that everyone had to go through in order to reach their current level of success. So, of course, there's tactics in there as well. But it's really just a great place to be on there and connect with people's stories. Yeah. And I find it different and refreshing because tactics are great, but at, at some point we need to go deeper in some cases mm -hmm. and understand because it, it's one thing to hear somebody talk about tactics that they applied to be successful, but oftentimes it's the mindset or philosophy or beliefs behind that that make those tactics even work. Yes, a hundred percent. I can't tell you how many people on that podcast have suffered with things like imposter syndrome, mm, um, yes. just feeling like they aren't worthy of the level of success, that they aren't worthy of that job title. And just hearing their stories on shifting those beliefs. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. I've learned so many lessons through that podcast. And everyone should go listen to the episode. But <laughs> you know, I did. It's a great episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You're also a great interviewer. So uh, kudos to you for that. All right. We've got a couple other questions here I want to get to. Joseph, of course. Joseph wins the award for world's longest question. Um, <laughs> it's like two paragraphs and I'm trying to find the real nut in here. Um, I'll just read it out loud. So if 90, 99% of your competition isn't using video yet because of whatever's holding them back, um, using video is a huge competitive advantage. Um, blah, 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 blah. I've 10 X to my mortgage business in my community, all organic from leveraging consistent videos that add value to my audience. Take that leap of faith and just do it. Yes. I think that deserves a book. Congratulations. You are the winner. There you go. Joseph, DM me, man. Get a free copy of Disrupt or Die if you don't have one already or get one and gift it to a real estate agent. All right. Let's get back to the question thread here. Good job, people. Dennis, um, started with bomb, bomb. Great concept. Poor execution. Do you mean on your part, Dennis, of poor execution? Uh, and then you switch to Loom. What are your thoughts about screen recording software? Mm. Oh, wow. This sounds like a nice little... We're throwing curveballs at Megan. Today. <laughs> Here's how I feel about software like that is, one, I love it. And I've seen it firsthand through MBS Highway because we have this tool called Social Studio, which turns your computer screen into a teleprompter. We have scripts already in there. You know, like when the Fed cut rates to zero and everyone was getting bombarded with phone calls and they said, right. oh, I have to sit here and explain this again. Yep. So what they could have done is just got in, recorded that video, posted it, sent it to everyone that was asking that question. And that's an example of how you work smarter instead of harder. But my, my thoughts on this is, one, if you're the kind of person that when you get really passionate about something and you want to talk about it, 
and you start to film a video and a five minute conversation turns into a 20 minute video, then tools like that can really be helpful for you. Mm -hmm. uh, it also, I find that tools like that are so beneficial for people just getting into doing video because there's a lot that we have to overcome from that little judgmental voice to what do I say? Am I going to sound salesy? The list goes on and on and on. So when we can take some of these variables out of the equation and now all we have to focus on is, okay, everyone knows what I look like. Everyone knows what I sound like. I already know what I'm going to say because it's in here. I just have to create a script when you can do that and get consistent with that. And then you start to see the benefits that come from doing video and posting it right. that starts to internalize our, it, it gives us, you know, uh, what's the word, the confidence. It gives us right. confidence to start to go out there and want to do more video. So mm -hmm. that's where I find those tools being extremely beneficial and helpful. So it's a way to kind of get your feet wet, get your muscles working when it comes to video. If you don't have to be on camera, if that's going to throw you off, just do a screen share kind of thing, right? Yeah, just turn it into a teleprompter, read a script, script boom, bam, post it. Okay. Um, were you always so confident in front of the camera? No, I was okay. not always so confident in front of the camera. And that's kind of a story in there. Mm -hmm. So. I feel like I've always struggled with body image issues since kind of the beginning of time. You know, I, I, I started going on diets when I was probably in middle school. Mm. In high school, I got really into doing them. That's when all my friends started to either become bulimic or anorexic or whatever the case may be. And then you have to deal with all the boy things and puberty and life. And so, I really didn't have the best body image. And that's when I started doing bodybuilding shows. And I thought, this is a really healthy thing for me to do. And so I competed in bodybuilding shows. And I thought that that would help my confidence. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed during that time period is that it was highs or lows. Mm -hmm. I was either stage ready where I was extremely confident in my body, but I would still sit there and nitpick everything. Mm. I would roll the fat on my skin. I would look in the mirror and be like, well, that's good, but that's not good. Mm -hmm. Or I would be on the super low where I would be out of competing. So I wasn't stepping on stage for a show and I was binging. I was essentially overeating and binging mm. and justifying it because I had been so restrictive during right. that time period. And so it really just became these highs and lows. And when I stopped competing, that's when I really had to sit down and deal with my body image issues firsthand, because now all of a sudden it was, I am no longer going to restrict just to control my fear of gaining weight. And that's when I really had to step into being okay with my body and where my body's at. And that was also the time period where I started doing a lot more video within the mortgage realm as well. And so I sat there and one of my little fears and voices when I started doing video is I thought people were going to look at me and be like, that girl's gained like 25 pounds. Like what happened to her? Mm. And I had to get over that in order to be consistent with videos. But at the end of the day, you have to remember your why on why you're posting these videos. And that mm. helps you get out of that little judgmental head and not let that small voice become that big voice and keep you from taking action. Yeah, there's a lot in there, by the way. Thank you for sharing your story. Can we, uh, do you mind if I uh, share that uh, photo of you from when you were, let me see if I can get this in a better, there we go. 
Yeah, That's, back in the day. Back in the day. What do you? What are the feelings when you look at that photo? Like, what comes up for you? Oh man. Well, for one, I'm always gonna miss that body. Per <laughs> okay. se. You know, like I had killer abs. Mm -hmm. It's cool when you can see how just. 25 grams of carbohydrates affects your body and what it does to your body and how food manipulates it. But right. in the same stance, I look at that girl and I see, I see someone that was just afraid of herself at the mm. same time and afraid of food. You know, I would sit there and I would spend forever calculating what I could eat, what I couldn't eat. And now I just have this sense of freedom and there's so much more about me. I feel like I have a lot more energy to dive into work and my passions versus just trying to control my body image. Would it be safe to say then that back then the old you had an identity um, caught up in how you look outwardly versus yeah. now it's about who you are as a person and what you have to give? Yes, which is why you can't be afraid to do video either. Right, right. Like it just reiterates the whole lesson. People are not watching your videos just based off the way you look. They're watching your videos because you are providing value. And I had to see that too. You know, I had right. to see that I had value within myself and my words. Yep, 100%. Just my outer shell. Right. And so that I think leads us into the second and final point of our time here today, which is the second biggest objection. The first one, just to recap, is I don't like how I look on video. And, uh, you know, the final words are, are on that people is, you know what, I think that the message I'm taking from you, Megan, is you've got to embrace who you are outwardly. However, to to be okay with how you quote, look outwardly, you've got to be okay with yourself inwardly. Right. Um, however, what leads to you being okay with you, who you are, is like you said, is you're not focused on this, the face, the look, with a package. The reason why you can be comfortable being on videos because you're coming from here, heart-centered, and you're focused on a message or a difference you want to make for somebody. 100%. Okay. So then how do we translate that for us as mortgage originators who uh, I think part of the problem is this relates to imposter syndrome, perhaps in some ways, like, well, well, what am I going to say? Right. Oh, that was the second biggest objection. Number one, I don't like how I look. Number two is I don't know what to say. Yeah. How, how we, how can we help people with what to say? Well, one really easy exercise that is really helpful is I want you to stop for a second and I want you to think about who are those people that I work with that give me more energy than take from me. You know, they might be a hard client with a lot of problems, but at the end of the day, you're like, Oh, I got to help those first time home buyers purchase their first home. And you love that. Or maybe it's, you know, recently divorced mothers with children that you just feel so good at the end of the day. And you're like, this is why I do what I do. So I want you to take that. Maybe it's first time home buyers. I want you to write it across a piece of paper, put your phone away, shut off your email, set a timer for 10 minutes. And I just want you to write down every single question, pain, concern, emotion that comes up for these clients. And at the end of 10 minutes, I guarantee you, you're going to have at least 25 things written down on that piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Those are what you turn into video. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's honestly, it's that simple. There's another site that I really love called answerthepublic.com where you can type in like key phrases. Right. And it will bring up everything that everybody is Googling. And if you do that, you're going to have like hundreds of topics at your fingertips. It's going to be a while. 
Yeah, for sure. So take the, the most common questions you get from your favorite client, if you will, like first time home buyers, for example. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so that's, that's an obvious place to get started right there. Um, what, what do you, how do you feel about scripting videos versus just trying to wing it? I feel like scripting videos, it all goes back to how I feel about getting started. If you're a person that sits there and you have a hard time articulating, keeping it short, then I think scripting videos can be really beneficial for you. If you're just getting started in video, you're nervous about it, I think that scripting videos can be a great idea for you to start to feel comfortable and confident. Me personally, I've been doing videos so much now that I don't really like to script videos. I will, if it's something very specific that I want to say, I will write it out. And I do this honestly with anything that I want to remember, I'll write it out or type it out and then I'll go and I'll highlight key points. And then I'll just have those key points up on my computer, like up by my camera. Mm -hmm. And those are just to spark my memory and remind me of what it is and how I wanted to flow into each segment. So I find that that's really helpful, but scripts, I do see that they have a place, especially when you're starting to get into video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do people need like a bunch of uh, very expensive uh, cameras and microphones and all yeah. that to get started? I would say invest in a good webcam or just use your phone because we have great cameras on here nowadays. And then if you wanted to up it a little bit, get a ring light, something like that, so that it can be consistent if you're going to be doing these all the time. And then I would invest in a microphone. You know, I have a blue Yeti microphone here. I think it's like, what, 150 bucks or something like that. Yep. And I, you want good audio. Audio, when it is crappy, can really ruin a video. But these are things that you don't necessarily need. You could honestly just start with your phone. And I, if you're going to do it in that case, I would not just like hold the phone up and start talking. Yeah. I would use your earbuds so that you at least get a little bit better audio quality. Yeah. And look, at it doesn't have to be Hollywood polished, right? That's not what people are coming to you for. They're coming to you for you. Yeah. Yeah. And another tip too, if people are struggling with what to say, I would say one key thing that you should just adopt anyways, if you're not already doing this, is spending time studying your area of expertise. Because when you know what's going on, when you know where the market's headed, it's going to make you feel more comfortable and confident just in general when you show up to be on camera. So make sure that you're prepared and you're not just doing refis, writing mortgages, get out of that routine a little bit and really step in and be that trusted advisor. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we got a question here that uh, was, was buried in the earlier ones real quick. Uh, how long should videos be from Grant? It depends. it depends on what you're using them for. I would say when it comes to just a video that you're going to post on Facebook or Instagram, I like to keep those relatively short, you know, within like, 30 to 90 seconds. Now there is a limit on Instagram. If it's over 60, it'll have to be an Instagram TV, which really isn't a bad thing, but there are places for longer form content, you know, right. for example, like the podcast or like this Facebook live, this is a longer form content, which is fine. You just have to make sure that you're doing it within the right space and the right time. Mm. I love long form content because then from there you can create little micro pieces of content and then it makes it really easy to stay consistent. 
Absolutely. Uh, pillar content and micro content. Uh, here's an idea. I often suggest this to loan officers. Be curious to get your input is it's it, one of the easiest ways to start uh, with video is interviewing somebody. Yeah. Right? Um, and I always suggest, look, interview a real estate agent, you yeah. know, and like talk about the, the market of the moment, which is like a lot of the questions are, hey, can I buy a house right now? What's the what's happening? Is this a housing crash? Like if you are an MBS subscriber, which everybody here watching and listening pretty damn well better be. Or, or it's a, you know, uh, so if you're not, you need to get on MBS Highway because that will also help you with what to say. Yes. Talking points, what's happening in the market? Is this going to be a housing crash, recession, et cetera? Um, any quick final points on that, you know, leveraging that kind of content for what to say, interviews? I think interviews are great. You can interview real estate agents, interview local places around you know people don't just purchase a home to purchase a home they purchase it because of the neighborhood as well so mm -hmm. go do that interview with the local coffee shop individual or whatever the case may be they're going to be one more than willing to right now as places continue to open back up and right. they need to drive business but it can really just help make you feel more comfortable on camera and on mbs highway speaking of that we actually have a tool called Presentation Expressway, which is pre-created PowerPoint slides and coaching right. videos. I've seen loan originators turn that into Facebook Live interview styles with their real estate agents, where they don't share the slides, but they kind of just like back and forth talk about these things together. So there's tools out there to help you. You do not have to come up with all the content. You just have to find a piece of content that you like and reiterate it in your own kind of light. Yeah. And I guess the kind of the last point on this is, folks, hey, guess what? There is the option um, on software and wherever the heck you'd be posting your video to hit that little button called delete. Um, it doesn't have to live forever, <laughs> you know? So what's, what's the risk there? Um, okay, cool. So let's do this, Megan. For those who want to connect with you real quickly, this has been awesome. Great kind of crash course on how to have confidence on camera. I would say the last thing just to reiterate is you've got to get started, right? Uh, I mean, just get started. It's kind of like, well, it's kind of like fishing, isn't it? I mean, you're a fish. What do you say? Fisher person, fisher woman? Fisher woman. <laughs> you're a fisher woman. You, yeah. so, so I don't know if anybody knows this about Megan. I know if you follow you on Instagram, you see it. You're, you're a badass fisher person um, out there early morning. What time do you get up to go frogging? I get up at like 5, 5.30 to go frogging. You have to get the first light. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, we were talking before the record. I used to live in Maine, right? And that'd be the best time to go early in the morning, right? I mean, forget about midday. They're hiding, whatever. What about dusk? That's okay, too. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So we're, we've gone from video tips to fishing tips on I this on this live, but that's okay. I mean, listen, I think, I think that's awesome. And that the fact that you get out there and just like roll your sleeves up, so to speak, figuratively get dirty, get yourself a worm, hook it in the fish, you know, do you uh, mostly throw them back? I'm curious. <laughs> I do throw them back. Now when I go deep sea fishing and I catch myself a tuna, that's like bigger, yeah. I'm keeping that thing. Seriously, you've reeled in a tuna? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, on the bucket list, right? Yes. Cut that sushi up before you get back. That's awesome. All right. So for people who want to connect with you, where's the best place for them to do that? Yes. So you can email me. It is just Megan, M-E-G-A-N at mbshighway.com. If you want to stay up to date with me, everything social, my podcast, you can just text Megan again, M-E-G-A-N to 33777 and you'll be good to go.
And don't forget to subscribe to her podcast, Behind the Breakthrough, an industry syndicate original. And I am a member of the industry syndicate as well, which is a network of real estate and mortgage related shows and podcasts and all that. So you can find that app also on your app store, industry syndicate. Check that out. Uh, so Megan, I just want to thank you so much because I know you're busy and thank you for sharing your nuggets today. Yes. Thank you for having me. And uh, everybody, once again, you know what to do. Tune in every week at this time to get truth in mortgage marketing. Uh, we're going to end on that note. So we'll see you on the next one. Links and all that will be in the show notes. Bye for now. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before. And I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list upload into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.